It's March 31st, 2022, and this is your Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, despite Russian assurances that they would pull back from Kyiv, the bombardment of Kyiv and the surrounding areas continued last night. Kyiv's mayor, Vitaly Klitschko, said, quote, The whole night we listened to sirens, to rocket attacks and we listened to huge explosions east of Kyiv and north of Kyiv. There are immense battles there. People died. Still die. The Pentagon assessed that Russia has started to reposition under 20% of their forces around Kyiv. The White House has released new intelligence reports that Russian President Vladimir Putin was misinformed by advisors about his military's poor performance in Ukraine. The report goes on to claim that Putin is aware of this issue, and it has caused tension between him and senior Russian military officials. Russian troops have been retreating from the Chernobyl nuclear site. There have also been reports over the last few days of Russian troops driving through a highly toxic zone called the Red Forest, which created clouds of radioactive dust. This is hopefully a good sign for security at the site, which has been an issue as workers were not able to rotate after the Russian military seized control in February. Peace talks have concluded in Istanbul and are reported to be set to resume online tomorrow. Ukrainians have been pushing for a meeting between Putin and Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, but the Russian negotiators said more work was needed on a draft treaty. Google's threat analysis group has reported that Russian hackers have recently attempted to penetrate the networks of NATO and the militaries of some Eastern European states. In response, NATO said in a statement that, we see malicious cyber activity on a daily basis. This story for me highlights Russia's relationship with bad actors. Ransomware gangs act with almost complete impunity within the country and mercenaries like the Wagner Group serve as deniable military assets around the world. Even if not directly controlled, the level of coordination between the Russian government and malicious groups makes them functionally a part of Russia's ability to project power. A huge problem with unorthodox forces, though, is that they can go off script, and Russian groups could escalate this conflict without oversight from Moscow. In a phone call with President Zelensky yesterday, President Biden said that the United States intends to provide the Ukrainian government with $500 million in direct budgetary aid. He also spoke about how the U.S., along with our allies, are working around the clock to provide Ukraine with the security assistance it needs. The administration is also prepared to offer more than $1 billion in additional funding toward humanitarian assistance and $11 billion over the next five years to address worldwide food security threats. The United Nations named three human rights experts on Wednesday to investigate possible war crimes in Ukraine. The independent panel, led by Eric Mose of Norway, will probe all accusations of rights abuses and violations of international humanitarian law. Quote, in the context of the aggression against Ukraine by the Russian Federation, end quote, a statement said. A significant increase in Russian oil imports by India could expose New Delhi to a great risk as the United States prepares to step up enforcement of sanctions against Moscow for its invasion of Ukraine. 
While the current U.S. sanctions against Russia do not prevent other countries from buying Russian oil, the warning raises expectations that Washington will attempt to restrict other countries' purchases to normal levels. India has purchased at least 13 million barrels of Russian oil since February 24th, compared with 16 million barrels in all of 2021. You can read this exclusive story at Reuters. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov is meeting with his counterparts in China and India this week. Lavrov's trip will offer him the opportunity to gauge the state of Russia's relations with China and India as they come under increasing international scrutiny over their lack of forceful response to Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Both China and India have refused to condemn Russia's brutal invasion outright. President Biden is considering a plan to release 1 million barrels of oil a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve for as long as 180 days, a move that would add a large amount of oil to the global market. If fully enacted, the president's plan would release 180 million barrels from the reserve, which is intended to help the U.S. weather spikes in demand or drops in supply. About 550 million barrels of oil are currently in the reserve. Meanwhile, officials from OPEC and Russia will meet on Thursday, where analysts don't expect much more than the usual announcements of modest production increases. Russian energy giant Gazprom is looking at options for halting gas supplies to unfriendly countries and evaluating the possible consequences. President Vladimir Putin has said Russia will soon require unfriendly countries to pay for fuel in rubles raising alarms about a possible gas supply crunch in Europe. As we've reported, Germany, Russia's largest gas client, will continue to pay for gas in euros or dollars. In a statement Wednesday, a German government spokesman added that Putin had told the German chancellor that nothing will change for European partners, despite his plans for ruble payments. The ruble firmed on Wednesday, extending a recovery and heading toward levels seen before Russia launched their attack on Ukraine. The ruble is now driven by export-focused companies that are obliged to sell foreign currency, as well as by month and quarter-end tax payments that boost demand for rubles, while importers' activity is low, said Natalia Orlova, chief economist at Alpha Bank. A convoy of Ukrainian buses set out for the southern port city of Mariupol on Thursday to try to deliver humanitarian supplies and bring out trapped civilians, Deputy Prime Minister Irena Vereshchuk said. She said 45 buses were on the way to Mariupol after the International Committee of the Red Cross confirmed with Russia that they had agreed to open a safe corridor. The Russian Sociological Agency Lavada Center established that after the beginning of the Russian full-scale invasion of Ukraine on February 24th, support by Russians for the actions of Russian President Vladimir Putin increased to 83%. Sociologists from the Lavada Center recorded Putin's support at 69% and 71% in January and February, respectively. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at udb at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, 
Tune into Deep State Radio to hear former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Masha Yovanovitch, talk to David Rothkopf about her new memoir, Lessons from the Edge. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network. (laughs) 